What comes to mind when you think about life? Your life? The lives of those you love? Would you be willing to save a loved one's life? Of course. But have you ever stopped and thought about saving the lives of others? Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but when it is broken down, it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. LifeBank works closely with the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles to track information of individuals who sign up on the Ohio Donor Registry. We look at age, gender, where they're located. We track trends of people who say yes to organ eye and tissue donation. But we also look at the folks who had said yes at one point, but then later on down the road, remove themselves from the Ohio Donor Registry. Hi, you're listening to episode 31 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, two-time kidney recipient and proud LifeBank staff member. There are so many misconceptions about donation that people presume to be true, which leads them to believe that they would no longer be a candidate for donation. Gordon Bowen, LifeBank's CEO, is here to help demystify some of those misconceptions of being either too old or too sick to be an organ, eye, or tissue donor. Hi, Gordon. How are you? Great, Colleen. How are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you. We hear these comments out in the public, in the community all the time. Oh, you wouldn't want my liver. (laughs) Or no one could be helped with my organs. I'm so old. We know the fact is, Gordon, that those statements just aren't true. Yeah, you're exactly right, Colleen. We do hear that a lot and over the years. And, you know, as people get older and the population, the baby boomers, they, you know, they go back in and try to renew their license. And, you know, they're asked that question if they're not registered. Or they say, you know what, you can take me off, et cetera. And I think to keep that for us, and I think everyone knows, when someone dies in any of our hospitals here in Northeast Ohio, they're required by law to call that death into us. And we screen that candidate for organized tissue donation. And uh, we do have trained medical professionals to determine if someone is eligible or not. So we ask everyone, please don't rule yourself out. Let us rule you out at the time of your death. You know, the other thing we do, too, is that we test extensively uh, for every organ eye and tissue donor. We, you know, we test for communicable diseases. We check all the organ function tests to make sure that person is going to be a good candidate for donation. We work closely with our transplant centers to make sure that those organs are optimal for transplantation. And again, um, even though someone may think that they are not a candidate or they want to rule themselves as an organ donor, just because you may have one organ that's not that great doesn't mean the rest of them are. Again, we ask that you let us rule you out. Don't rule yourself out. Yeah, absolutely. Leave it to the medical professionals, right? Do not attempt this at home. You know, I understand that people feel like as we get older that our organs age and they presume that they're not good enough to be transplanted like a younger person's organs. But Gordon, I'm kind of a living, walking, breathing billboard to say that that's not true. My second kidney transplant, my donor was 62 years old at the time. And it will be 15 years in a couple of months that I had my second transplant. I'm alive today and able to work 
because of my 77-year-old kidney that is functioning pretty good, I must say. I like to really share my story to tell people that age is really not a determinant if your organs are viable for donation. I think the oldest organ donor in the United States was 92 years old at the time of their death, and they were able to uh, transplant organs as well. So my adage that I've always said is donation and transplantation can happen to anybody anywhere at any time. And that also goes with age. Again, we've had donors that have been newborns. I think our oldest donor has been 78 to 80 years old over the years, too. So it goes back to what I said earlier. Let us rule you out. Don't rule yourself out. You know, and if you're an adult, you shouldn't opt out at the, on the Ohio Donor Registry due to your age. In, in fact, we passed legislation several years ago to where if you're a registered donor, they shouldn't ask you again because we, we do not want people to rule themselves out uh, because of age. So many people can be organ donors, whether it's a kidney donor or a liver donor, and maybe that you can't donate your heart or your lungs. It goes back to just allow us to do that. Please don't rule yourself out when you get your license renewed because. So often people can still be a donor. And one thing that I wanted to mention too was that we have to look at the age of the folks on the waiting list. So it makes sense for a 50 plus organ to go into a recipient that's also 50 and older. It works. And the main thing is it saves lives and it helps people get off that waiting list. So we're talking about age, Gordon. What about the other end of the spectrum? As you mentioned, we've transplanted organs and tissues from infants. How young can someone be to make that decision to become a registered organ, eye, and tissue donor? Well, you know, teenagers uh, can register upon getting their temporary license, you know, at age 15 and a half. However, as, as I think everyone, the audience would know, is that until you're 18, you're not a legal adult, so we still have to get consent from the family the old traditional way. But once you're 18, uh, you become an eligible donor, and you're, you're kind of considered what we call a binding donor at that time, a first-person consent. The other thing we do, too, is we passed legislation several years ago about the high school curriculum. So all high school students have to get information about organ donation uh, at least 30 minutes during that four-year period while they're in high school at least one time. And that's something that our staff can help with or the nurses have their own curriculum uh, that they can do that as well. So we try to get that out there early, typically through a healthcare class uh, to get people interested. But again, I think the other key thing, no matter how you do it, tell somebody, right? Tell your family that you're interested in being a donor early on. Uh, Have that conversation with your family over dinner so that everyone knows where everyone stands, whether you're 15 and a half or 85 and a half. (laughs) I think to have that conversation is a good thing to do because the last thing you want to have upon your death is no one really knew what you wanted to do. So I think to register early, uh, tell your family, et cetera, is uh, the two best things you can possibly do. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up the high school program. One thing we want to make sure is that people, when they do make that decision, they have the education, they have enough knowledge to make that decision. So the other thing we often hear, Gordon, is that I'm too sick. But we know also that there have been some amazing progress uh, treating many illness that at one time would have ruled out someone for donation. Yeah, I mean, there's several examples out there. But if you have any existing medical condition, there's still a strong possibility that you can donate something, right? With all the recent advances in transplants, they now allow more people to become donors. Some of those, for example, like hepatitis C, you know, a pretty big percentage of the population have hepatitis C. 
And uh, you see that in the older generation. A lot of hepatitis C kidneys, for example, are now being put into hepatitis C negative recipients. And then they're able to get some medication after they get their transplant and the hepatitis C goes away. So again, those are historically were kidneys that were lost because no one was willing to take them. So that's a great one. You know, the HOPE Act, uh, real briefly, uh, was created to allow HIV-positive donors to be uh, transplanted into HIV-positive recipients. And again, they, we, I think we've done a couple of those here in the Cleveland area, but that is something that's come around in the last several years. You know, people with diabetes, clearly their pancreas can be transplanted, but there's a lot of liver and or kidney donors, sometimes lung donors, from people that have a history of diabetes. And the other one we hear a lot is cancer. And again, it depends on the type of cancer you have. And we've been able to transplant organs from patients that are five years out with certain types of cancers. And if you've had cancer in the past, please don't rule yourself out. As we mentioned earlier, allow us to do that. And then, you know, for corneal transplants, I think some people think, well, I've got bad eyes. My cornea isn't no good. Well, the cornea really has nothing to do with your exact eyesight. Those are just a few examples, Colleen. Uh, but it all starts with the opportunity to change lives with a personal commitment to be an organized tissue donor and register either online or when you get your license renewed at the Ohio Donor Registry. The most important takeaway from today's program is to leave it to the medical professionals. Let us do the testing that we need to do to make sure that you do meet criteria to be an organ, eye, or tissue donor. If you are not registered, we invite you to visit lifevanc.org. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see register now and you can easily sign up. Takes about two to three minutes to sign up to save and heal lives. But then after you make that decision, we encourage you to talk with your family. At the time when something happens, it's very helpful and comforting for them to know your wishes. Gordon, thanks so much for talking about this topic today. I think it's so important for our listeners to know. You're exactly right, because you know what? People die every day on the waiting list. And again, any additional organ that we could get that would have been ruled out because someone said I'm too old or whatever that reason may be, I think ultimately we're trying to find every organ every time so that we can eliminate the wait list. Amen. That would be great. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. And I invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life podcast that is changing lives. Organ, eye, and tissue donation is truly all about life. Life given, life received, and lives saved and healed. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org or visit lifebank.org for more information. If you are already a registered donor, we thank you. If you are not, Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at the BMV or online at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. Donate life.